Welcome to the 2017 Halloween Horror Season at Films and Swearing. You're listening to episode 157, The Descent. You sound really French. Le Descent. Yeah. Le Descent. Hi. Hey, Films and Swearing, Stuart Sutherland, Magic Mike Christie. Maybe Andy Walker? Aye. Uh, we'll let his children decide. Aye, uh, yes. This is episode 157, as told by our, our knockoff Vincent Price. And, aye, the descent. When Spelunkin goes horribly, horribly wrong. Yeah, I tell you, read the synopsis again when I was watching it. Did you forget? Mm-hmm. I was just trying to see if they actually put it up as like it was like Spelunkin or however the fuck you pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember to talk about other stuff first, but one thing I would love to have known about this film, which I should have known, but I think it was always marketed as like there's monsters in a cave and it kills people. Like, I felt this could have been a, like a From Dust Till Dawn scenario. Yeah. Because for the first... What well, felt like the first, ah, like the first half like of the movie, the they're just. It, it could be purely the fact that it's a natural disaster movie. There's folk going spelunking, diving in caves, and then there's fucking like tremors and earthquakes and folk are getting killed. Yeah. Like, all that happened, that's bad enough. And now you found a bunch of golem creatures? Yeah. It's sort of like you've made it all the way to the titty twister, then all of a sudden, here's vampires. Yeah. So, I'm trying to think. I'm positive, like, back in the day, like, in the trailers, they showed you the, the fucking, the cave creatures. It wasn't just the fact that shit was going down, like, 127 hours. See, I, yeah, so I think, <clears throat> I think the film probably could have had a better effect if they never showed you the actual... Creatures. Yeah, in the so trailer. Like, treated it like Jaws. Didn't get to know what it was until... Yeah, you, same as, like, like, Cloverfield. Until you paid the price of the emission. Yeah. But before we get right into the meat of the discussion, I we were just going to have a like wee general warm up about what we've been watching. Yeah. Aye. Um. I saw Thor Ragnarok at the weekend. We spoke briefly about it. Aye. Uh, when we saw each other, it was. I'll try to find another way to describe it than like. Some and people homage to Flash Gordon. No, no. Some people online, I don't give a fuck a fall and swear, really are annoyed at the fact that this film is described as fun. And I'm like, it's a really fun film, though. I don't what a better word is. Like, it's a good laugh. Um... But that's just another way of saying it's fun. But I think that's the whole like DC versus Marvel. It's DC folk. I'm taking the piss out of it yeah. because it's a fun movie and see I wouldn't have classed Thor Thor or the Dark World as fun yes like they were kind of a bit more like serious if you will mm-hmm. you think it's because of things like Guardians of the Galaxy being that well received yeah and I mean I only seen Guardians of the Galaxy 2 what a few weeks ago and it, it generally was like fun yeah and I was like it was, like, it was funny to watch and I, and I quite enjoyed it Mm. Uh, well that's it could be in the sense that they tested the waters with Guardians wait people like fun let's go with fun and then it's like 
Should Thor be fun? Yeah. Aye, fuck it. Why you know? Let's yeah. let's make him be fun. People are always talking about like Avengers and that. Age Ultron wasn't fun. Age Ultron was fucking boring in my opinion. <laughs> I think it was neat. I think I could still watch. There are probably some scenes I would fast forward. Like action sequences, there's nothing wrong with. But there is some same way. Talky talky. Like Iron Man three was a bit. It's a bit of a mixed yeah, bag that's... as well. I mean, don't worry, like the second one wasn't a, wasn't that great either. But the third one, I just there was so much wrong with like, the fucking characters in it. Mm. They did say like for a while that Marvel were sort of cursed with their twos, like a uh, Iron Man two, Thor two, and uh, like not a lot of people like Thor the Dark World that much. I thought so, that world wasn't too bad. Yeah, <clears throat> but then now in comparison, they're all like, "Oh, it's back! It's it's like it, it, this is the best one of the the Thor films." Yeah, but it's because I think the whole change in tone. They're allowed to be funny now. They've got a, like a unique director to have, to have a different take on it. So the art style, the sense of humour, yeah. everything is very different. And it's sort of like the characters are more relaxed. So, obviously, I would recommend it to people. But like a lot of people that are full of Marvel already will most likely watch this. Yeah. And at this stage, like we're in November, probably most can't seen it. Everyone's waiting for the next one. Is there going to be a fourth in no, I meant justice. All oh, right, oh. Aye. I still don't um, even fucking. I've not seen Wonder Woman. I've not seen Batman versus Superman yet. Aye, so you're you're no camping out overnight to be first in line for Justice League. Nah, you know, coming to a midnight screening with me, don't only get told an hour later the projector's broke. My, see, honestly, if that fucking happens next month at Star Wars, by the way, I don't care if they'll do it. I I think they've, they've done that. I think just for the amount of risk like the fact that that will happen again since it happened during the Force Awakens with us yeah I think for their own sake for the the, the safety of the staff they were probably thinking let's let's just let's just leave it till the next day and we'll just play it at 12 yeah let's no day of midnight screening and risk getting and so far I've still avoided all trailers aye yes for Star Wars so I'm looking forward to going in it pretty much blind, apart from seeing the very first teaser trailer at the start of the year. No, that, I think that is... Nah, it's the same as me, because I think there's been two more trailers. Aye. Like, there was... All, the only thing I know about these other trailers is porks. Yeah, uh, yeah and there's fucking pores are everywhere. There's, like, fucking... There's... Oh, what do you call them? Oh... Yeah, and get like those Funko dolls. Ah, things. the Funko pops. Yeah, that's it. seen them yesterday and all that when I was out there. Aye, so that's it. I don't if they're if they're <clears throat> cute little things or vicious little things. Are, is this Star Wars? Uh, like baby Groot? Like, is this just a part of a formula to make money? Like, ah, oh, there's a yeah. cute thing to buy stuff plushies of or. Fucking yeah. I still still want the fucking remote control BB-8. <laughs> Fucking scare fuck at the cat. I wonder, ah. if, I wonder if it comes by the opposable thumb that's a lighter. <laughs> You're just uh, chasing the cat around trying to set his ears on fire. Uh, anyway, what about yourself? Have you watched um, anything worth mentioning? I watched Six Days um, at the weekend. Aye. Uh, Netflix was, was telling me to watch it last night and I said no. 
Yeah, I was. I was disappointed earlier. The film was alright. It was. Think what I like, the trailer. The trailer looked fucking phenomenal, mm. and I, and I was quite surprised that it was on Netflix because on the trailer I failed to notice that it was a Netflix exclusive. Yeah. And I was just like, oh fuck it, I watched it. And I mean, it was only like ninety minutes, but it was a lot. Like Jamie Bell's performance was alright. Mark Strong's performance wasn't too bad. But it was Abby Cornish's performance. It was fucking weird. Who's she again? She played the BBC News broadcaster. Right. Um, I don't know if it was just a, like an English accent, but it was like the way she talked. Like, like you, you really need to like watch me bits of the film to mm. understand it, because the way she talks, it's just like, mm. nah, there's no selling it. Yeah, and I mean, like the for when they like done the siege and all that, like this, the last. 10, 15 minutes film was quite intense with the siege and all that, eh? but then it kind of just, it did get a bit dull and all that. Eh? What so was the, the, the plot of it again? Was it, it people was, held um, hostage? Or? Ah, it was a true story of the um, Iranian embassy that got, uh, fucking Iranian, uh, in the Iranian embassy got held hostage by was it Palestinians, I can't mind. But, um, and then they brought in the SAS and they basically, Train six days for like a siege, like they were in the building next door. Aye. And they had all the layouts and all the courses and that, and they were planning their like strategic attack and that. Yeah. Mark Strong played like the police, like the, so the police fucking chief or someone in charge. Okay. Um, what was pretty good was it, towards the end, it was when the credits were playing, they were showing you <clears throat> actual footage. Uh-huh. Uh, for what when it happened, it was like 1981, I think. Ah, right. And, uh, but I mean that was it was alright. It's no no great and it's no bad, but you know. Aye, but for for someone on aye, Netflix, it's, it's, aye, it's a wee bit disappointing because like, it was one of the films I wanted to see for a while. Yeah, yeah. Ah well. <clears throat> right. We warmed up. Uh Let's get going. We will just hit uh, shuffle on my phone for our spoiler alert. And. As I mentioned on the previous podcast, I only have the the John Carpenter anthology on my phone. Uh-huh. Today we have the thing playing. So, all right, folks, uh, what you hear now is our spoiler alert music, uh, because we're going to talk about this film at length. We're going to spoil it, like what we kind of did at the very beginning of the podcast. Yeah. We didn't have time to tell you about it, but fuck it. Uh, aye. So, if you're fair to spoilers. Go watch the movie first, then come back to us. The film's still on Netflix. Aye. As of, like, November 2017. Um, So, watch the movie. Come back to the podcast. Because we are about to get ball deep in spoiler territories. Hmm. Okay. So, The Descent. From director Neil Marsh. Marshall. Mark. Aye. I think I might cut his name short there. Is he related to Stan? Marsh? Stan Park? Ah, right, that's... <laughs> is he related to a small animated child? Um, this boy, fucking Neil Marshall's directed a couple of films. 17 directing credits altogether. Right. In the 90s, he knocked out a couple of short films. And 
the year 2002, he caught a lot of Fox attentions with Dog Soldiers. I've not seen that. No, me either. I mentioned that to Margaret the other day in watching The Descent. It's for the boy that did Dog Soldiers. She was like, oh, I fucking love that film. Like, I've never seen it. And the reaction, how the fuck have you never seen Dog Soldiers? Hmm. It's like, because... That's about the, the SAS boys, eh? Are... Out in the woods and... Uh, aye. I've always seen bits of it. It's like that thing where you flip through E4. No, uh, yeah. Film 4. And it's always on, but you've always missed the fucking start. Yeah. Um, that's the film with Sean Pertwee, Kevin McKidd and Liam Cunningham. Uh, is that Stavos? The Onion Knight, Liam Cunningham. Who's Liam Cunningham? That boy for uh, Game of Thrones... Oh, it's kind of the Onion Knight, Sir Davos. Oh, yeah. Um, of course, plot to Dog Soldiers. Uh, the routine military exercise turns into a nightmare in Scotland wilderness. Yeah. I've never seen it. Yeah. And then, of course, they went on to do the film we're going to talk about today, The Descent. The cast of The Descent includes Shauna MacDonald as Sarah. Natalie Mendoza as Juno, Alex Reed as Beth, Saskia Mulder as Rebecca, Mayana Burren as Sam, Nora Jane Noon as Holly, Oliver Milburn as Paul, and Molly Kale as Jessica. Mike, what happens in The Descent? Um, a group of, would you say that just Pallid, because that's pretty much what they are. Uh, ah, a bunch of lassies. Yeah, it's like they're, it's like they're in a... Like, I was going to say extreme sports, but... that's no that like, extreme. Out, outdoorsy. Aye. Um, group of pals decide to go cave dwelling a year after a tragic accident involving the main character as a, a release sort of thing. Exactly. I would have stayed in the hospital. <laughs> Like, like, I would have. Girls weekend away in the woods. What's the worst that could happen? I would have went to the fucking pub. Aye. Um, was this your first time watching The Descent? Nah, eh, second time. Okay. And I seen it probably roughly around the time when it actually came out. Right, aye. I think I picked it up on DVD the year it came out, so. So it was still kind of fresh in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was. Still a few surprises in it. Aye, aye, because that's it. It's um, I can't actually remember what fucking year this came out. Is, is it ten years now? Aye, about that. Aye. Because I, the the sequel was two thousand nine. So yeah. Um, but aye, I've I've seen both that and the sequel many months ago. I've seen ago. the sequel. Like, yeah, I, I think it was like a film four, like. Friday night you got the first one, Saturday night you got the second uh, one, and I'm pretty sure I just recorded both and then watched them back to back a couple of years ago. Yeah. And they've never really stayed with me. Like, I remember the gist of, like, yeah. what happens, what force they fucking come against, and then, aye. Yeah. What did you think of the film? Um, I, I thought it was alright, eh? Uh, um... Me and you both are in agreement that both of us are not really like horror fans. Aye. No, like diehard horror fans anyway, but it was alright. It's probably one of the better horror films I've seen. Mm-hmm. 
Aye, I thought it was no bad. Like, obviously, it has your slow build. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had a bigger fear watching them crawling through tight spaces. Uh, that, that set me off more than the fucking nightmare creatures I was waiting for them in the caves. Um, but, aye, it was a good, like... It was a good wee film. It's totally something different. Aye. Uh, like, you had... There's not much else you could compare it to. No. Which it works as a bonus. Like, it's this... I guess it comes out, it's unique. It's something that you're not going to see often. And it's it'll be memorable. It's not getting lost in the fold with, like, 20 other fucking cave diving movies gone wrong. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and I was, I was convinced it was Scottish to begin with, but I've, uh, I'm not too sure where it was actually set. Because I remember them making a comment about they had to go to Scotland one time before. Because uh, um, the main character, she's like Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's it. You've got like this ragtag group of girls, obviously. Main character, Sarah. Then like you've got your Juno, who's like your... She's the professional Tomb Raider. She's like... Is like the extreme sports girl. Yeah. Um, and like, there's there's others, but whilst there's there's about six of them, isn't there? Yeah. Sarah, Juno, her pal Beth. They're pretty much forgettable. Put it that way. To the sisters <coughs> and then a uh, Holly. Yeah. The one that looks like yeah, extreme sports. Like she like she should have been fucking chugging tins of monster and fucking doing homemade the tattoos. Wee tiny one. Ah. Uh, the, the fucking the first one that dies, no one with like the wee spiky hair and yeah, um, but aye, you're right. There aren't that memorable. I've taken some notes, but yeah, I think what what surprised me about watching that game is like how fucking like how it was kind of like a strong start in the, in the film, mm-hmm. like. Like the fucking with the crash in the first like two minutes. Yes, aye, that does come as like quite a shock. Yeah, uh, especially the first watch because you wouldn't know it's coming. Like you kind of got the sense that the husband was not paying attention and it looked like they're going to have a car accident. Let alone the fucking copper pipes come flying. Yeah, through the windshield and spearing him and the fucking kids. See, I didn't if it spears a kid, but yeah, because like I'm like I didn't kind of like. Did they explain in the film that it was, like, the kid died as well? Because I totally missed that. And it wasn't until I was reading through like trivia and notes that the kid did actually die. Yeah, um, they do reference it in the, the hospital when she's running down the, 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 the corridor, corridor right. as and all the lights are cutting out. Right. And then she runs into Beth and she's like screaming for, was it, was it Kimberly or Kim? Uh, and Beth's like, she's gone, she's gone. And they're just hearing a wee greet and a cuddle in the hall. Anka probably should have watched it with subtitles. <laughs> tell it wasn't that loud enough when I was watching it. Uh, so, aye, but that's it. For the looks of the crash, it's like, husband's toast. Oh, aye. Like, aye. the way those pipes shot through, gone. But, you know, it was I a do like s- a good pipe impairment, like, especially commando. <laughs> Fucking, what's that? Was that a pipe? Uh, so you got that, uh, it's quite a... Like, a, I was going to say a trope in movies because people do like to use that effect. I remember films like Scream 4 that got used, or a car was deliberately driving into pipes. Oh, that was, that was in the 
second one, that was when they killed the, the two policemen that was watching them. Aye. Guys on the hood of the car. Yes. And, uh, and it's like the, the fucking best camera angle ever, though. It's for like inside the car and just see him just fucking... Uh, I would have imagined... hide with the pole. Um, the... the fuck what you call them uh, Final Destination franchise I imagine they would have used that several times uh, they wouldn't be worth their weight in salt if they didn't um, Baby Driver I will not say too much about that because yeah. that's a bit relevant but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there's a good pipe yeah. shot in there um, anyway less of the pipes aye less of the pipes um, aye I did like the sort of like the tragic backstory to Sarah's character like obviously the whole thing, like, with her in the hospital and, like, where it was getting carried away with, like, the fucking, the lights were shutting down on her, she was running around, she was having, like, a panic attack. Yeah. And it's left, well, obviously, anyone would be left fucking emotionally broken if they lost everyone. Yeah. She must have been a fucking bad person in her previous life, eh? To have that happen to her. Aye, and for it to fucking come back on her again in this, like, they, they give it a... They tease it right away when her husband's helping Juno out with the water, and there's like that little bit of chemistry between them, that like all kind of part for fucking Sarah knows about, um. But it's when nothing really happens in this film until they get properly, I guess, stuck when spelunking. Yeah. Um. Because that's there's a good. 40 odd minutes till they get there. Yeah. It feels about 50 minutes before you see your first fucking monster. Um, and by that point, there's only fucking 40 minutes left in the film. Yeah. Uh, uh, the characters, is there any, like, the sisters, Holly. Even though Beth is a, a significant character to Sarah, there's no really much. Yeah. Like, she's more of a plot device in the later half. Aye. Uh, but the girls, I mean, Holly, like the spunky punk that doesn't like to spelunk, uh, is what yeah. I've written down for her. Um, I I thought Juno was alright. Yes, aye, because that's it. Aye, Juno was interesting. Yeah. And also a cunt. Aye. Like, could you not just take the book with you? Stop, yeah. stop being so fucking off-road. Christ, it sounds like I'm greeting. I do Do you have, what What do you have to say about Juno? Um, well, she was one that kind of pretty much knew like, everybody like Cave Dwelling and all that. Eh? But I think I didn't disagree with what happened to her in the end. And I, and I kind of liked it when she like went Absolutely meant like stab happy with the the wee pickaxe, and then aye. just happened to turn her in when she shot herself. Yes, aye, that was a surprise, that, and a good surprise. Um, yeah, because that's it. It really does revolve around those three characters. The rest, it, it, it's flat. They're they're fodder. Yeah. It's that's your team in Predator. They're the fuck getting killed off yeah. before it comes down to like the, the fuck you actually care about, but. Is like everyone expected it just to be another fucking cave monster yeah. behind her, 
as soon as you see his Beth, there's a, like, I think it was a more. I did actually go, shit. Uh, like, fuck. Yeah, like, because obviously I hadn't seen it in so long either, I was like, totally thrown off by it as well. Mm-hmm. And it was like that jump scare you got early on as well. I mean, when she thought she had seen Sarah's them. looking out the window. Yeah. No, no, I'm talking about back oh, in the right, cabin. Uh, and then the fucking copper pipes come through the fucking cabin window. Ah. Uh, she just jumps in the currents. Yeah. Like, that jump, that got me fucking like, wait. Like, I obviously was like, oh, it's gonna be a jumpy film. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it, Margaret was watching it with me as well. And this was one of those films where she'll just look at her phone when it, and when it gets a bit too much for her. She'll just look at her phone. Uh, and just, it was. I think it was it was too much for her, <laughs> which is fucking funny to watch. Mm. Like when it's like, nah, can I look? Can I look? It's like it's not that bad. Just, just it's all right. They just look like Gollum. <laughs> what was it? One of the like reviewer like thought they were reviewing it were basically saying that they kind of looked a bit like Nosferatu. Oh, I could see like, like that very early vampire. Yeah. Um, bye. It just looks like. Um, like it's an orc, it's a troll. It, it just, but it, it's nocturnal. Yeah, I guess because it's, it's. Yeah, they're blind. Exactly. Uh, did Did you like the design of the creatures? Um, it done the job. Ah, it done the job. Like, yeah. I'm uh, pretty sure if you fucking, if you bumped into one of them, like, walk him one night, yeah, you would probably fucking shit yourself. Ah, that was it. But I reckon if it was maybe just. What made them mere unsettling was maybe like the noises they made. Oh, like the, the like how like they like describe how, themselves aye, how, how bats talk to each other. Yeah, aye, how they would communicate and all that. Aye, they were doing like those wee high pitched sounds and yeah. It was great when um, it, it's it's good that they had the dynamic that they were blind, like they only go by yeah. sense. Because there was some like the with them being blind worked really well for some of the scenes, like when. The tension. Aye, when, I mean, like, Sarah was lying and they were, like, crawling over her. And they couldn't they pick her up because they, like, sounding or that. Or when, was it an alarm on their watch or something went off? Yes, I uh, you had the sisters that were just kind of just, like, uh, trying to be quiet. And it's like, they fucking went to the next hour and their stupid watch went off. Yeah. That's the moment, like, another, fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah, and then she just throws it away and uh, immediately gets distracted by it and it goes to that. Exactly. Um, but, aye, there's a good scene where Sarah's pressed up against the cave wall and she's sitting there with the video camera, which is another good element. Aye, yeah. Because aye. you get the, the night vision. Yeah. And you just get that great shot of, it's the fucking... Yeah, and because it's blind, right up at the lens. blind, it kind of makes you think that it's actually looking at her. Aye, and it's r- when they're looking at the visor, it's right there, it's looking around, and you see the eyes fucking yeah. rolling about the top of its head and its nose and its teeth. So you get a real proper close up of how fucking fucking ugly these things are. Yeah. Um, but. Um, let's have a wee look at the notes. We went for the jump scares. Do you know what I thought was like as if getting caught in the cave with fucking them wasn't it bad enough? Yes. It was when thing we fell when she was like hooked on the fucking Oh cable was like snapping. Yes. It kinda like brought back like fucking cliffhanger. Aye. Aye. And then was that a leg that broke when she landed? Um 
We're talking about Holly here. Where uh, she, aye, because she kind of falls down like a, almost, it looks like in the shape of like a manhole. Yeah. She just goes down. <clears throat> and that splintered bone. Uh, Lovely. Yes. That was a nice fucking break. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's always the bits of forms as well. It's when, it's when put someone over their mouth and that and time they, to put it back in. Aye, I, like, it always makes me fucking cringe. Aye, aye. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like a big bone snap back yeah. into place. It was sort of like, it was like a low key sort of thing. Aye, it was just her. It just kind of reminded me of um, season one of Fargo at the end where Billy Bob Thornton gets caught in the, is it the bear trap. Yes. And, and he makes a tourniquet. Aye. Oh, that is fucking grim to watch. Mm. Aye, that was a a nice break. Oh, aye. That was a, like, and of course, what worst thing to happen? Like, you're carrying a bit with a broken leg, and then there's fucking <laughs> these creatures following you, and it, it should be of no surprise that Holly's the first one to get fucking munched. Yeah. And there's like a proper throat shot as well, eh? Aye. Like, they're pissing them, they were teasing them at first, they're just like, like, one just jumped off her back. Like, they're just, yeah. like, throwing drop kicks at them. And then it's, ah, fucking wait, this one. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, like, she was the one that they were all fucking tearing apart back in the cave, eh? Aye. Yeah. Aye. And then, obviously, like, once they made, like, once they, like, made contact with them. Yes. And I was, I was, like, it'd be seen as well, like, all the bones and shit. Aye. The... Like we pity area. Aye, because it's like all four of them, I think it's for that point, all kind of climb into a den. And it is, it's just animal yeah. bones. And you got like that impression to begin with that obviously they hunt and this is where they feed because you saw it was like a deer at the beginning of the film. Yeah. Lying there, deeds. And they're all sitting taking pictures of it. But aye, can't it be any worse feeling when, right, we've climbed into a space. Wait, this looks like they're fucking feeding pit. Fuck, yeah. and it's good that there's a few of them. because I, from what I remember, I thought it was just one that was Aye. hunting them like a predator. But there's a few of these things that are multiplying, and there's there's a, like a whole fucking species. Like there's a child one yeah. that Sarah manages to kill, and then you see like the female one where it had like matted black hair, and it was like pining and greeting because like the young one had died. Yeah. And that's when I was fighting her, when it was like, I was only describing it as like the red room, like the, uh, the fucking pool of blood and... Yeah. Oh, that's, it's just so unsanitary. Just, I thought I'm like just <laughs> fucking fawn in that blood. It was like... Ah. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to make myself I'd, fucking cough. I'd be getting myself fucking checked by HIV, like... Oh, I, I'd be getting all the jags. That's it. Um... Another effect I thought was a wee bit, like, gave me the cringe uh, was when they were trying to find an alternative path and you had the, the taller sister do the the wee cliffhanger moment where she clipped across because there was, like, that big gap in the cave. Uh, so the experienced climber went from one side to the other, loose the others across, but when the old-fashioned clip snapped uh, and the rope burned in her hands... Because was it was Juno the last one to go across, and she was airsing a bit with a rope to take it with them, Aye. and it was the pen that gave way, and she dropped and seen it burn through, because she had fucking leather gloves on, so it burnt through that, and then it 
burn for a hand and you just see like the black blood in her uh, palms like uh, that's you no just like rope burn like friction burn and things like that it's just like paper cuts to me just yeah. when you get like that it's like nope that's enough the fucking paper cut's bad enough thought again fucking rope burn or like uh, eh. right you want to talk about maybe the one thing I do like about the film Aye, it is the story in the sense that does the fact that they need to survive has to take a back seat just because like when it does come down to Sarah Beth yeah. and Juno and like Beth's like we'll get to all the deaths but like the fact that Beth is still alive like about an hour later in the feeding pit and she's like enough to tell her that fucking Juno killed her yeah or fucking stabbed her in the neck, and she's also been sleeping with your man. I felt like it just turned into like a fucking storyline at Hollyoaks, uh, like Hollyoaks after dark when I was on e- like fucking E four after nine o'clock, uh, and they're in the fucking cave fighting. Like, let's just go and survive first. Ah, uh, and then exactly, and then get like have your fucking claw each other's eyes out when you get back to civilization. Let's not just get to the very end of the cave I'm just going to stab that bitch in the leg yeah and for for some reason I felt like maybe Juno could actually have held her own uh, there she looked I would have been surprised because I can't fucking remember the sequel but I would not have been surprised if I went back and she was still there and she was just sort of there one of one I was going to say one with the cave dwellers but no just she's had to live after killing them all and yeah live, no, fucking feeding on them to survive, but I, I just thought the fact like this personal beef kind of took over the, when they had like that stare off, aye, and the fact that she wasn't really saying anything about it, but she was, it was obvious. She's like, you fucked my man, like that's what it felt like. Yeah, like they just got, nah, they're just talking about it. It's like, ah, okay, I guess it makes sense. They had to do it for the, the story, obviously. Like the tease yeah. at the start. And she got the necklace, and it's got the wee ins- like the fucking inspirational quote you would share on Facebook, written on the back of the fucking leaf. Um, it was like live every day, some pish like that. Uh, and aye, it's bad enough that my man got killed, but the fact that you're sleeping well, fuck you, you deserve to live in the cave with the fucking monsters. Yeah, uh, I, I would have like fucking go first and then. Pushed in front of that truck that fucking drove past you or something. Ah, exactly. You but, um, I think the like the B dream sequences worked quite well, and I like like one thing we've no talked about was the kid with the cake. Yes, but she's quite predominant in the film. Aye, there is. It's every time she, two or three times it pops up. Yeah, because Sarah at the start we see her taking pills and. When you first see it, it's like at night. I thought it was like maybe like sleeping tablets because obviously all this emotional, all this shit she's mm. went through. Probably couldn't sleep at nights. Um, but I didn't care what the fucking tablets were for. They never focused in on the ball. Yeah. But she's obviously, she's on medication. She's mentally unstable. Yeah. I right, let's go take her fucking <laughs> cave dive and like, some folk would just go to spa. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing is like, like, when they were driving up, the two of them kind of had that wee talk with, kind of, maybe we shouldn't do this. Aye. Maybe it was a bit much. 
Right. Yeah, I wish they'd fucking listen to you yeah, now, though, eh? But it shows you as well, like, with the... Like, we never actually got an exact number of how many of these things there were. No. Because, like, when they... When they started to retaliate... Yeah. And, I, like, when they... Um, was it... When Sarah, like, fucking tricked the other one... Mm-hmm. Like, managed to, like, slide past it and, and then turn around and then she, like, was it... She, like, bashed its head in on the, on the brick. Yes. And then I can't remember who was on on top of the other one and like impaled its eyes with her thumbs and all that. Aye, aye. Ah, the grin as well. Like, yeah, uh, that was it. They were really like. I suppose that's something you would do in that situation. Exactly. Eh? You just trying to end and you can't. It was like a bear grills thing. Something like adapt, survive. Yeah. And because that was it, they were fucking. They weren't pissing about. Yeah. Like between Juno and fucking Sarah, like that they got on like a fucking house on fire at that point. They. Because you had that great standoff. We had like the two of them with the pickaxes. Then there was three of them on the rocks and the fucking exit in the background. Yeah. Uh, so it was like between us and the fucking our way out, we have to fucking fire through these lot. And by the time Juno's left on her own, that's where you see about half a dozen or more. Like, yeah, because I was thinking lots. But I thought maybe it would only be maybe one or two. Yeah. And I seen that it was like them all. I was like, fucking hell, there's so many of them. Exactly. So, um, and then you get the the escape. Yeah, she's like she sees the sunlight through the wee hole and the thing, and she's like climbing through all the bones and all that. Aye, uh, it was like fucking like a scene of a carry or something coming out of the grave. Aye, uh, she's like covered in all the dirt and that, and she fucking and like when she gets into the car, she fucking powers through this. Aye, uh, that next shot it looked like Dukes of Hazard coming off the fucking uh, hill. Uh, this Margaret did make a comment where it's like, you made it this far, let's not just fucking die in a car aye, accident. I know, I was thinking that as well. I was like, aye, you're going to fuck yourself then, ain't you? Aye. And that's it, she's, she's having like a fucking breakdown behind the wheel. Like, aye. just the fact that I've survived this, all this shit has happened. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, what has happened to me? What has happened to my friends? Like, yeah. no wonder you're going fucking men, like, greeting behind the wheel when yeah. she finally pulls over. Aye, and, when she's like pulled over in that truck. As like coming to the wars that there was a wee moment in my fucking head that I thought Is it gonna hit the back of it? Aye, and I was expecting it to be like that classic twist where it hits the back of it and it's one of them fucking driving it. Aye. <laughs> uh, oh fuck, I would love to say if one of them was driving it. Like Margaret thought there's gonna be one of them in the back seat. It's like uh, no. I, I, I'd love to see it just come at the ground and it's like Yeah and then when she like reels the window down spews and then sits back and fucking... Juno or Juno, Beth? Juno. Juno. Aye. Juno's in the seat where... And, uh, and then it cuts to her, like, waking up because obviously she fell. It's like your fucking DVD skipped. You went ten minutes back in the film. Like, uh, whoa. Like, I, I, I like that wee bit that it was once again another another Doom sequence. Aye. And, uh, You're shit out of luck. And then, and then it ended because it was like a backing shot of her. Mm-hmm. Like, in the cave. Aye. And I kind of gave you the impression that it didn't finish saying that she escaped or she died or that. You're came... just left with this bleak ending. Yeah. Aye, because back at that point, that means Juno would still be alive. I guess it kind of rewrites my beef with it. Uh... Because she hadn't met back up with Juno at that point. She never left her to die. Like, all that. That was like when she was back in the, the, the pool of blood, lying, pretending to be dead on the slab. Especially, like, when one of those fucking 
creatures is like on the slab looking at the runes uh, and it's got like a fucking a paw on her face that doesn't understand that I was like they don't even sense heat because she's lying there with a fucking yeah. torch and it's just looking at the runes it's not like my taste feel warm <laughs> no I'm just looking around and then fucks off yeah uh, but I, I, I guess that kind of retro like kind of uh, see I, I takes it my Hollyoaks I'm one theory. of I'm one of the like people that think that horror films shouldn't have happy endings like they shouldn't they mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like fair enough like twist endings do work and stuff eh? but I think if anything, it should be like a fucking, like a really horrible ending. Go all the way back to fucking Friday the 13th. Was it Friday the 13th? Where the fucking chick's on the boat by the end and then fucking Jason jumps out the water and grabs her. Aye, aye. Exactly. So, I guess it makes complete sense because that's, you don't really need a happy ending. Like, nah. we, you're kind of given both endings there. Yeah. Like well, this one, like this is what it would have looked like if she made it out of the cave, and this is the one you're getting where she's stuck in the cave because yeah. if you're making it realistic, how the fuck are you going to survive in that situation? Yeah, I did like the the use of light in the film. The fact that it's uh, a cave. Uh, ah, exactly. So with the dark and dreary, and... with the like, with with their lighting. So some scenes, like where the sisters, is all tainted in like that green glow stick. Then others, it was all done with the reds, uh, yeah. because like their torches or their lighters. Uh, so it's just like interesting ways to light a fucking cave, and how like yeah. how it, it fucking lights the scene. Like just watching like scenes of horror, and it's just this fucking bold green color shining on the yeah. rocks. There was like even the like when the title went across the screen, mm-hmm. the. The effect the years it was like kind of like like James Bond effect like the moving mm-hmm. like spotlight yeah kind of thing and I think that because it was kind of dark as well it kind of worked well with it but um, my notes seem to be up to date I um I was gonna say who got the worst death um I'd probably say. Because Holly was the first one to get chomped. Um, wait, did Beth, when she was like, put me out of my misery, did you think she meant, I go and pick up a big rock and hit me with it? Or. You would want something that would be quick. Aye, I guess. You wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't feel like you would basically be done as soon as it gets hit. Fucking hope so. Um, you had the sisters, one was like a fucking pinata hanging yeah, from the fucking aye, cave. Yeah, aye. Actually, it's a curveball. The worst death, I think, was probably what happened to one of the creatures when it got caved. It's, when a skull got caved in with a rock. Mm. Like, that's fucking... That's as, as grim as you can go, I think. Aye, aye. Uh, right. I well, think maybe getting the, the pickaxe in the neck was probably... Quite grim. And the fact that it didn't happen, it didn't come for any of them. Like, any of the... Like the crawlers or whatever they're called. Exactly. It came for your own, like pal. Exactly. I was, and it was a complete fucking accident. Like, aye, I know. If she just didn't fucking like, oh aye, the monsters got her. Like, if you're only honest, then. But the thing is, like, like if 
if they never told like Sarah or that, do you think Juno would have confessed? I think it would have been like eventually. Like, like after being like, fucking driven crazy. Yeah. With like, the just, like one night where it got too much and you're sitting in a bottle of Lamborghini and be like I ah stabbed her. Or whatever. <laughs> it, was. It, was, it was the cave monster. It was me. But <sighs> And the fact that Beth seemed to live for fucking ages as well, I was like, so it's like you could have helped, like you could have saved her, like, just maybe wrap some, like a bandage around that neck. She seemed to live all right in the, in the cave later on to be a plot device. Yeah. But no, just left her there. I think you kind of need Obdi you've got to help you survive this situation, so rather than writing your pals off too soon. Yeah. Silly Juno. Um, I'm up to date with my notes. I don't think I've got anything else to add to this. Nah, I'm up to date and I... I've read up there, we've got my trivia notes in here. Go for it, let's hear some trivia. Um, <clears throat> interesting trivia notes. I obviously, I've, I've not seen Dog Soldier, I think you've seen that either, have you? Nah, nah. Apparently one of the skeletons in the room with all the bones is a werewolf, like skeleton. But she's like homage to dog soldiers. Right. Oh, that makes sense. Because there, there was an actual... I, I just thought it was a dog. Uh, like, carcass, corpse. Like, I did, I did kind of remember seeing a skeleton, but I did remember them panning across a big deed dug at one point. Uh, so I wonder if it was that. It was like their reference. Uh, Shauna McDonald apparently suffers with slight claustrophobia. So... Before or after? <laughs> like, that first scene where, like, the rocks started to crumble ah, under yeah, there, yeah, that yeah. was like a panic attack, watching it. Yeah. Like, going, <sighs> like... So, like, the... the felt that that would have added to the... Like, the scene would have gave it more attention. Oh, aye, definitely. The character and stuff. And then another one I've got is... There's a lot of fan theories before the sequel came out and stuff. Right. Was that fan theories were saying that what if the crawlers were all a figment of Sarah's imagination? Okay. And like, that, so with her mental health being fucking... she'd be like delirious of what happened and, that, and then she was actually the one that was killing ah, all her pals. But apparently, though, the director um, verified that there was a scene originally in the film that was made to doubt if they were real or not. Okay. But he decided to take that out. Aye. Because that, that, that's it. It would have sent the fucking fan theories wild. And, and that would have been and that would have been fine. Yeah. Aye, because they love doing things like that with films. Like, yeah. Especially when it has like a hardcore audience. It's something else for them to latch on to. It's a really... Yeah. Like, for repeated viewings... Uh, it's like when you watch fucking Fight Club for a second time after realising... Yeah, and then hang on, like, the amount of stuff you pick up. Yes. Same way... Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense, perfectly. Aye, definitely. Uh-huh. Um, and, well, that's it. Like, when you see that trailer for The Second Descent, um, they're, they're literally watching the fucking video camera that's left behind, so they're watching the fucking first movie again on this handheld camera. Yeah. Like... That one of those scare moments where there's like a woman standing there, but one of the, the crawlers is above her, Aye. and they're watching her go, "No, you bastards!" Like they all got a fucking um, fright with it. 
apparently the director done the whole oh fuck we've talked about this before where like the director didn't let the lassies see what the crawlers look like right so natural reactions natural reaction but apparently though like when they like when they took the first take like all the lassies ran off the stage like in the next room and started like pissing myself laughing <laughs> They'll come back going, Oh, Schmeagol wants the precious! <laughs> like, shut up! Be serious! They're scary! Uh, um, I couldn't really see anything, anything else when I was going through my, None my notes. Uh, Alright, uh, budget. One of the impressive things about this film is it was made on a budget of $3.5 million. Sorry, million pounds. Alright. And I guess, like, Coming down to your locations and makeup. I wonder how much of it was filmed in fucking dank caves. Um, the caves were built. I was going to say, like, you're not going fucking spelunking mm. with a film crew to make a fucking movie. Nah, the caves were built. They were set built, so. Aye. So for a fucking measly 3.5 million, it easily made money. Now, the fucking box office figures is in dollars. Now, worldwide, I don't know how do you think it... I, I can make this money back. Aye. Um, I didn't even... million, maybe. How much? Ten, maybe. Uh, no, it done quite quite well. It made 57 million worldwide. Uh, domestically, is 26 million. And in foreign market, 31 million. So, right. I guess definitely enough to warrant a sequel, but... Yeah, it would have been. I think I would have preferred it have been like the original director. Yeah, like well, I think in what the relationship between him and the guy that directed it, he could have been involved with the first one. But fuck, I reckon I don't think the sequel helped it. No, I don't think the sequel would have made as much money either. Nah. Now, Amazon one star reviews. We do have. 23 one-star reviews out of 294. Wow. So 10% of the reviews are bad reviews. Aye. Wow. Um, our first one. Worst film ever by Charlie Trash. Uh, I looked at the reviews as a guide. This one's a corker. Surely, if there are people given this five stars, they love it, and one star, they hated it. I pondered this for some time and then I saw it it was about 10 pence on Zover stocks and shelled out some serious coin a 10 pence piece. Now, didn't 10 pence buy one, Alfredo two, some space raiders three, most of a ruffle bar. These are quick frills, I'll grant you that. But I'd take any of them over this film. They are all more thrilling than this drivel. He went to quite a lot of effort to make that review. Ah. See, they've done some research. But that wasn't a recent review. There's no way you're getting a fucking Freddo for 10 pence nowadays. Nah. Fuck that. Nah, no, fucking slay us. And a fucking ruffle bar. Who are you buying most of a ruffle bar off of? Yeah. Like, that means some cunts start eating the fucking thing and you're like... I'll give you 10 pence for the rest of that. I'll, who's calling fucking twos on a ruffle bar? What else did you get for 10p? 
Frosties. Frosties. Packet of Frosties, man. <laughs> Back in the day, they were the business. What else did you get? Transformers. Aye. Uh, bikers. Bikers. There we go. Taz bars. Oh, fucking Taz. That was, that was like the highlight. That was the highlight of a fucking tuck. Am I going to tuck shop <laughs> and they have Tazos? Oh, not Tazos, fucking Taz bars. Uh, right. No by F Mac1984. First off, everyone's entitled to their opinion. So I find it bizarre as, as to why there are so many people, uh, obviously, like the film, trolling negative reviews simply to slate anyone who dislikes it. These people are wrong, capital letters. The one star reviews are right, capital letters. This film is ridiculous. An intelligent adult decision would be to use the DVD as a coaster mat for your pint. Uh-huh. That was it. That was it. Prefers to use this film as a mat for a pint. Did he justify why he wanted to use it as a mat? No, never mentioned one thing wrong with the film. Just mentioned that it's only getting a tea mat. Fucking idiot. Uh, Overhyped Rubbish by A Customer. Let me put his name in it. Their review. Get a grip, people. This is terrible. Dull locations. 15 minutes of tedium uh, before the laughable monsters appear and no suspense at all. The creatures are feeble and not at all scary and the location is dull beyond belief. This person's yeah. got a thing about Scotland. Yeah. Doesn't like the look of the wits. Um, no suspense at all. I have to argue with that. I mean, there was suspense. Like, even before, like, the monsters got on, like, uh, like the, the claustrophobic aspect, the fact that the cave was going to fucking crush Sarah to begin with when it started to crumble, and, yeah. like, your cliffhanger moments cunts hanging for the fucking roof. Like, there was some suspense, uh, customer. You just didn't see it because you're too busy looking at, or you're too busy being disgusted at how dull the locations were in this film. Yeah. And our last one, a masterclass in how not to make a horror film by Blighted Planet. A film of mind-numbing stupidity with as much tension as a perished elastic band. The film takes an age to get into its stride and when the monsters finally appear they are simply not up to the job providing the requisite the providing the requisite jolts alright and that's uh, it that's it a lot of fuck weren't they happy with ah. this was the detail that they went into so what's next for other films and swear and movie podcast we are going on to episode 158 the conclusion of our horror season. I've stopped using the title Halloween because we're well past yeah. that. Uh, we will be finishing our horror season with Get Out. Yeah. That was 2017, wasn't nah, it? February. Year, right. Yeah. Okay. So that's what you can look forward to us reviewing next week. Uh, our website. Find all the links to our podcasts. Uh, I was going to say Blu-ray reviews, but it's been DVDs have been reviewed mostly. Uh, this week is Arrow Academy's release of the Japanese Oscar Award winner, The Departures. 
that review is up on the website now. Uh, if you want to look at our social media and all that jazz, it is filmsandswearing.com. If you wonder what films we should talk about next, actually that's not really relevant because we've decided. Um, you could always go onto our website, filmsandswearing.com, and have a look at our Amazon link. Scroll down uh, to the the right-hand side of our webpage, click on the Amazon banner, and do your shopping as you normally would, but you're actually supporting us at the same time uh, through no extra cost. That's uh, just... If, you, if you're not a patron person, do your shopping on Amazon through filmsandswearing.com. Yeah. So, we bet if, if you want to go buy The Descent and then see ah, if you like it. Pretty sure it's reasonably cheap. Yep. If not... A mat for your pint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, I think that's us, eh? Thanks so, That's yeah. it. Uh, thanks to Stu, Kenny, Carol, and all our listeners for tuning in, letting us fill your lugs. But it is now that time of the night for us to pull out. And if we've learned one thing for tonight's episode, Mike, it would be... Juno's a homewrecker. Oh, she is. Fuck off. Tune in next week. If you dare. <laughs> and that's that. <laughs>